0: I should not be scared every day that I'm going to go to school and get shot, let alone get shot by someone my own age. We really are the most popular and bipartisan issue
1: in the history of this country. With today's announcement, we are bolstering state-of-the-art research to detect and fight cancer. From the fourth floor of the Capitol Rotunda, you're listening to WFSU Public Media's Capitol Report, the podcast. I'm Tom Flanagan. Funding for Capital Report is provided by the following The Florida AFL-CIO, representing over 1 million union members, retirees, and their families, committed to building a better future for all Floridians by promoting healthy communities, economic justice, and dignity in the workplace. Online at flaflcio.org. Among today's capital action, the Florida legislature is once again considering a proposal that would reverse gun restrictions put in place following the Parkland school shooting, which resulted in the death of 17 people six years ago today. The bill would restore permission for 18-year-olds to purchase a rifle from a licensed gun dealer. As Adrian Andrews reports, families of the
2: Parkland victims are stepping in to fight the proposed repeal. The shooting six years ago on the campus of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, shook the entire state. Following the incident, the Florida legislature increased school security and raised the state's legal gun-buying age from 18 to 21. Now Palaka's Republican Representative Bobby Payne wants to lower the age limit back to 18 for certain rifles.
0: I make those decisions based on what I feel is um, part of my fundamental belief. Um, part of my fundamental beliefs on issues such as constitutional rights.
2: Payne's request infuriated the family members of Parkland's victims. Tony Montalto, the father of a forever 14-year-old, told members of a House criminal justice subcommittee before they decide to move the bill forward, they should consider what his now-deceased daughter went through.
1: There is no need to backtrack on the safety advances. Yet, sadly, this piece of legislation does just that. Our current law is working. I implore... Each of you to remember, that law is written in the blood of the Parkland victims, including my beautiful daughter, Gina.
2: Committee members also heard from high school students like Julianne Tripodi, who worries the measure would put her school at risk.
1: I should not
0: be scared every day that I'm going to go to school and get shot, let alone get shot by someone my own age.
2: Supporters of the bill have touted the proposal as necessary to restore Second Amendment rights. And Payne says he sees it as a way to help Florida's youth get outdoors and enjoy things like hunting and target shooting.
0: Restoring the rights of young adults to purchase a long gun for not only self-defense but for sporting is very important in my rural area.
2: Under the provision, those 18 and older would be able to buy rifles and other long guns in Florida. This would include most shotguns and assault-style rifles, such as an AR-15 or AK-47. The bill does not say what caliber the rifle can shoot. Instead, the bill's sponsor points out that it cannot be a handgun or be a rapid-firing weapon. Payne's measure cleared his first committee stop last month but has since stalled. Meanwhile, Parkland advocates have found a powerful ally in the form of Senate President Kathleen Pasadomo, who called the measure a non-starter in her chamber. I'm Adrian Andrews. County commissioners in Florida could face eight-year
1: terms bringing them in line with the limits placed upon state lawmakers, school board members, the governor, and state cabinet members. A House panel today brought its version in line with an earlier Senate proposal, but as Lynn Hatter reports, many of the commissioners who would be affected are pushing back, arguing to let their local governments make that choice.
3: Term limits have come for school board members and city commissioners. Now, county commissioners are being targeted, and they're not pleased about it.
1: This should go to the people. The people should decide this. I don't think this should even be called a term limit bill. I think this should be called an anti-voter rights bill. And so if you truly believe that this is what the people want, simply ask them. Take it to a vote.
3: That's Wakulla County Commissioner Ralph Thomas. He was among several local officials opposing a bill that would term limit all county commissioners to eight years in office. That restriction would apply to commissioners in both charter and non-charter counties. It's one of the most bipartisan issues out there, says Nick Tombolito with the group U.S. Term Limits.
0: I have nothing to fear because as a term limit supporter, we are not bluffing. We really are the most popular and bipartisan issue in the history of this country.
3: That may be a bit of hyperbole, but several polls have shown the idea receives positive bipartisan support. The House version of the plan is represented by Escambia Republican Representative Michelle Salzman. And while the idea of term limits sounds good in theory, Gadsden County Commissioner Brenda Holt notes what it results in is a loss of institutional knowledge. It takes a few years for new commissioners to learn the ins and outs of local government, she says. Because a lot of new commissioners do not even understand the acronyms for two or three years. They don't know to go to the State Department. They don't know to be over here. Homestead Republican Representative Jim Mooney echoes those concerns.
0: No one disagrees with the term limits, but I think the eight gets back to institutional knowledge. And like, you know, where I come from, area critical state concern, that institutional knowledge means the world to us. I mean, to have that turnover at eight years would be, could could potentially be devastating.
3: The proposal has largely passed with mostly Republican support in the Republican-led legislature. And Democrats like Orlando's Anna Escamani have been measured in their opposition, focusing more on allowing local voters to make the final choice. It's a topic that has pros and cons, and and I and I just don't think as lawmakers like we should use our heavy hand to to draw that decision that folks really should have the opportunity to to, to talk to local officials, to talk to local voters, and... Um, do what they see as best. Issues of local control aside, even some Republicans have more concerns. Representative Will Holcomb worries that increasing the churn of local officials may only further empower embedded city managers and county administrators who are unelected and who presently enjoy much more longevity and power than the elected officials they technically answer to.
0: Um, And one of the things that I thought I want to impress is that When we put sunshine laws in years ago, that made the county administrator, city manager, those positions, the most powerful positions in those in those government bodies. So I think my thought and I have a small fear that when we roll term limits back to eight years is now we're empowering that position even more.
3: Still, the House is electing to bring its proposal in line with the Senate bill, which has long-established eight-year terms for county commissioners. Both chambers' proposals have cleared their last committee stops and are now poised to go before their respective chambers for full votes. I'm Len Hatter.
1: The DeSantis's are continuing to champion increased state funding for cancer treatment and research, As Tristan Wood explains, Florida First Lady Casey DeSantis was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2021. Since beating the disease, she has championed state initiatives fighting cancer.
0: Casey DeSantis says when she was first diagnosed, she didn't want to talk about it with anyone. But now she wants to leverage her position as First Lady to fight for better cancer treatment around the state.
1: You gotta get into the arena. You gotta fight. You can't be a potted plant on the side, you know, watching life pass you by. You gotta be able to make a difference. And so with humility, I had the unique opportunity to be able as first lady to start the Cancer Collaborative.
0: DeSantis launched the Cancer Connect Collaborative last year with a goal, DeSantis launched the Cancer Connect Collaborative last year with a goal of breaking down communication barriers between researchers and private facilities to improve cancer treatment in the state. She says the collaborative helps make sure profit incentives don't get in the way of developing the best treatment for patients.
1: And so therefore we have to make sure this isn't about competitive advantages. This is about what we can do to help people survive, help people detect earlier, get better practices with less side effects.
0: The Collaborative and other cancer research projects received $190 million from the state legislature last year. DeSantis made her statements during a Valentine's Day press conference at the governor's mansion. Governor Ron DeSantis briefly appeared alongside her to call on the legislature to increase that allocation to over
1: 230 million dollars. So we know that this is something that is uh, important to so many people throughout our state and really uh, throughout our country. Uh, With today's announcement, we are bolstering state-of-the-art research to detect and fight cancer. As part of his
0: request, over 127 million would go to Casey's cancer research program. I'm Tristan Wood.
1: Our regular Capitol Report correspondents are Adrian Andrews, Gina Jordan, Lynn Hatter, Regan McCarthy, Margie Menzel, and Tristan Wood. Shows are available Monday through Thursday by 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, wherever you get your podcasts. On many of these Florida public radio stations, you can tune in each Friday to catch the latest on all things happening at the Capitol. That show's also available in podcast form technical assistance comes from Taylor Cox and I'm Tom Blanigan. This is Capital Report, the podcast from WFSU Public Media. Funding for Capital Report is provided by the following. The Florida AFL CIO, representing over 1 million union members, retirees, and their families, committed to building a better future for all Floridians by promoting healthy communities, economic justice, and dignity in the workplace. Online at flaflcio.org. Capital Report is a production of WFSU Public Media in Tallahassee.